Welcome back to Meseches Yivamos, and as we make our way through the end of Perak Isharaba and into the 11th Perak uh, of our Mesechta, so uh, we're going to be discussing the end of uh, our discussion on the previous Amud, which uh, really focused on the discussion regarding Kol HaOmer Davar B'Shem Omro Mevi Geula La'olam, that when we say uh, something in the name of somebody else, so we bring Geula to the world, so we're going to expound on that uh, a little bit, and then uh, we're going to close up our parak with a discussion of uh, the uh, the nine-year-old that we uh, that we went into detail uh, on and about, on Daf Tzadivav, uh, and then we're going to be beginning the new parak uh, in which we're going to be discussing the uh, the relationship with um, and uh, the Yibam and Chalitza requirements uh, with uh, with somebody who uh, we are uh, the relatives rather uh, of somebody who we are uh, one would be Ones Umefata somebody that was not uh, married but rather just uh, had a relationship with so the Gemara on the top of Daftzadi Zayin Amud Aleph continues the conversation um, with regard to this concept of. And we're on the heels of the story between uh, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Lazar, in which a Sefer Torah had ripped uh, in anger. And we know that because uh, of, as the Gemara describes, because of, um, uh, because of, um, um, Rebbe Lazar not repeating something in the name of his Rebbe, so um, the uh, there was this uh, this tremendous amount of tension, and the Sefer Torah was ripped as a result of this tension. The Gemara then goes on to tell us that we quote a statement in the name of somebody who uh, who when we quote a statement rather in the name of somebody who passes away. So the Gemara describes that Sif Sosav Dovavos Bakever. That basically what happens is is that when we uh, attribute a statement. To somebody, or when we uh, bring somebody's um, uh, a comment that somebody makes uh, about a particular issue in halacha or ashkafa, so their lips move and uh, shake and tremble in their grave, and their impact is not just short term, but their legacy with their contributions is going to live on. And perhaps Yochanan became so enraged with Rabbi Eliezer because he was fearful that in Rabbi Eliezer's fair, uh, in Rabbi Eliezer's failure to credit. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan, so that would deny him the ability to have his lips move in the grave and have his legacy in Torah uh, continue. That he had this shita, he had this famous shita, and he wanted the shita to be able to uh, be spoken about and be learned about thousands of years later, and he was nervous that it wasn't going to happen. So therefore, really, his entire concern uh, was uh, with regards to uh, whether or not he's going to be uh, fortunate to have sif sosav shovevos dovevos bakever if his uh, if his lips are going to be able to um, to uh, to move in the grave and uh, he wanted his legacy to move on he wanted his legacy to continue and therefore that's why he got so enraged but uh, we certainly know that this cost that he came to and this anger that he came to uh, which we uh, which we described as tantamount to avodazara kula kois shultimbo that anybody that gets angry so all of the uh, all of the bad things in the world are going to uh, rule over, uh, rule over him, and therefore he uh, he certainly was not in the right for this uh, this uh, this amount of cost that he exhibited uh, in this particular circumstance. So the Gemara then closes out the paragraph with the conversation going back 
to the nine year old that uh, that we were that we were discussing. But really, the Gemara presents that this is going to be uh, a conversation for any aged man who did not physically mature, who does not show his signs of uh, bagrus. He does not show his signs of uh, physical maturation. And the Mishnah said that uh, a man who hasn't produced simanim is a katan even if he is twenty. And the Gemara asks, based on a Mishnah, that seems to imply that the opposite uh, that the opposite is true. That even if he gets to uh, twenty years old uh, and he's uh, he hasn't shown sides of maturity, so he's not uh, he's not a mature adult. The Gemara Nida on Daf Mem Zayin says that a twenty year old just needs to be proof that he is twenty, and that's going to be okay. He's considered to be a gadol. The Gemara says that in the context, uh, so the Gemara answers that that's really in the context of a saris. A sterile man who isn't included in the yibum and chalitza, and he's going to be treated as an adult. And the Gemara wonders if the signs of a saris haven't yet developed for him. When do we say he is a katan and not yet a saris? Until what age? So the Gemara answers that ad rov shinosav that this status goes until. Uh, he's done with Rov Shnosav until he's done with the majority of life, uh, years of his life, which comes to teach based on a Pasuk in uh, Tehillim in chapter 90, Perak Tzadi, Kapital Zayin, Tzadi rather, of uh, Sefer Tehillim, that 70 years. Uh, 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 Shimonim Shana is uh, uh, Shivim Shana rather is going to be the lifespan of a person, and therefore, when a person turns thirty-six, perhaps the majority uh, of his years have passed. The Rambam, however, says that Rov Shanim is considered to be thirty-five and a day. The Yad Ramah in Bava Basra says. 35 and a month. And the Rashbam, which is the opinion that we cited earlier, is really the opinion of 36. And there's a shoot, uh, really the opinion of 36. And therefore, uh, at that point, a person, regardless of whether or not they are going to show, whether or not they show these, uh, these simanim, so they're going to be considered to be, uh, mature adults. They're considered to have reached the stage in their lives of physical maturation. And we don't necessarily care about whether or not there were uh, there were simanim that were proven that there were shtei saros that uh, that he was able to uh, that he was able to use to prove the fact that he was already uh, a mature adult and uh, and therefore once a person reaches that reaches that age it's certainly assumed that he's considered to be a gadol he's considered to be a physically mature adult it's a fascinating uh, concept and discussion in the chovas yair where the chovas yair has a tshuva in which he describes the following. And the Chovas Yair uh, basically explains that when a person makes a birthday party for his 70th birthday party, so that can be considered uh, a Seudas Mitzvah. And the Bryce is telling us that once he gets to this age, he's no longer a Katan, regardless of his producing Simanim. And basically what this Tshuva of the Chovas Yair is telling us is that when a person becomes 70 years old, when a person uh, reaches the stage in which uh, they are supposed to Alpi uh, Derech, uh, and really, uh, the Pasuk in Tehillim, that person should pass away. So should they live to 70 and a day? So that's considered to be uh, a, uh, a, uh, a nace. And that person would uh, would seemingly be able, bizocha, to make a Sudas Mitzvah. This tshuva actually is a, uh, is a wonderful tshuva in which the Chovas Yair describes uh, uh, a person who makes a nether that he's not going to eat uh, unless he's eating at a uh, unless he's eating at a suda and what's going to be considered uh, a suda for all intents and all purposes, and uh, that's where this tshuva 
uh, comes to life, this tshuva of 70 years old and the 70th birthday being able to count as and suffice as a su'udas mitzvah. And uh, that ends off the 10th parak of Mesechus Yivamos. And we make our way to the 11th parak, Nosin al Ha'anusa, in which our parak is going to discuss, which we'll speak about uh, momentarily, the concept of the uh, 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 in Anusa, the concept of somebody that's forced to be in a relationship, uh, and uh, what are the halakhic ramifications uh, of that? Of somebody that's ones somebody that's seduced or violated, uh, and uh, what role uh, their relatives play in terms of who is going to be uh, usher to uh, that man. Interestingly enough, the Meiri over here at the beginning of the eleventh parak. So the Meiri. Divides the uh, divides this parak into four topics in general, and often the Meiri presents us with uh, a lot of different introductions throughout Shas. Uh, and uh, the Meiri over here describes the fact that this eleventh parak of Meseches Yavamos is divided into four uh, topics. Number one, who a person is allowed to marry. Topics in Isurebia. Is this person going to be uh, a person that a uh, that 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 this individual is able to uh, be married to? That this person is able to have a relationship with. Topic number two, the people that can't have chalitza and yibum done to. So all discussions about who can have chalitza, who can have yibum uh, and the like. And the third and fourth topic in this uh, in this parak describe sfeikos, all sorts of mix-ups that we have between what happens when two different children get mixed up, when babies get mixed up, kihuna, kohanim, and yisraelim get mixed up, and the sfeikos that, uh, that can fall in those areas. And all of those find themselves in this third and fourth topic uh, of this uh, of this eleventh parak of Meseches Yevamos, and um, and uh, that basically introduces us to uh, to the next few uh, uh, dafim that we have uh, over here as we uh, end the nineties and the uh, the dafim in uh, the tzadis of Meseches Yevamos. The first tosos on uh, on our parak asks about the location of this parak and comments that since the previous parak ended with the discussion about a woman's uh, uh, bia with somebody else that's going to asser her and not her sister's bia, so this parak is also going to discuss whether a uh, uh, bia with a woman will asser her relatives or not. And that's, uh, again, that's the topic of this discussion. One has bia with a woman, uh, whether uh, uh, assuming that they're not married, and what role does that play for her, uh, for her relatives. The Mishnah teaches... And, and presents in the beginning that although in general when a person marries a woman he's forbidden to her immediate relatives even after they are no longer married and this uh, and his immediate relatives are forbidden to her even if they're no longer married as well but nevertheless these isurin do not apply when a person had uh, a relationship out of wedlock with another woman right so let's say um, I have a relationship uh, one rather has a relationship with somebody else out of uh, out of wedlock so are these uh, are these isurim going to be chal are they going to be uh, applicable there's no iser between him and her relatives between her and his relatives and the Gemara attempts to understand why this would be with all of the breakoffs of those cases. The Gemara then goes on to tell uh, seven halachic riddles uh, on top of Dav Tzadi Zayin Amud Bet. And Tosos describes that basically what all of these riddles uh, are doing, and these riddles are very complicated with regards to uh, the relationships that people have and uh, how can one person be 
uh, a son and a grandson and an aunt and an uncle at the same time, uh, and all of these types of discussions and conversations uh, that appear on Daf Tzadizai in Amud Beis. And Tosos on the top of the Amud describes that the Tzedukim are going to ask all sorts of questions that we know that throughout Alacha were Choshesh, uh, were nervous about these people, about Tzedukim, about people that. Uh, are constantly trying to uh, destroy the halachic system. And uh, really what we're nervous about over here is that the tzedukim are going to come up with all sorts of uh, logical questions that are going to uh, attempt to reject uh, some of the main sodos of Seder uh, Nashim and Meseches Yavamos in, uh, in specific. And therefore, says Tosos over here, we have to be able to We need to be able to understand what to respond and how to uh, how to respond to these tzedukim, how to respond to these people. And therefore, the Gemara tries to get our uh, brains working with regards to many of these riddles that... Um, that uh, that uh, that appear here again uh, to defend against the tzedukim who live to disprove the entirety of the halachic system. The next mission discusses the rules of Ibn and Chalitza regarding uh, uh, a brother who converted to Judaism, and we know that when somebody converts to Judaism, they're considered to be uh, they're considered to be a katan hanola dummy. They're considered to be a uh, brand new. Um, brand new uh, 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 individual without any pre-existing and prior relationships. And their other relationships that they had when they were a non-Jew, uh, it's as if those relationships are non-existent. But he was conceived, the, the Gemara presents over here, if a person was conceived as a as a guy, as a non-Jew, and his mother converted before he was born, so his conversion doesn't invalidate all previous relationships. And what our Gemara does over here, Andaf Tzadi Zayin is our Gemara goes on and our Gemara presents uh, all sorts of cases that have to do with Geras. Uh, Geras and depending on the timing uh, of the Geras, depending on what was going on in the person's life, uh, Geras as a young child, Geras uh, 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 as a fetus, Geras uh, for a baby with a mother, without a mother, etc., are going to be the topics of conversation on the, uh, on the bottom of Daf Tzadi Zayin Amud Beis. So as we uh, as we make our way through this parak of uh, as we make our way through this parak of no sin al ha'anusa, so our gemara once again uh, presents us with all areas of yibum and chalitza, all areas of relationships, whether they are positive and uh, and uh, relationships that we are uh, that we are excited about, or uh, unfortunately relationships that uh, that we uh, that we uh, not only are discouraged but are halachically. Uh, Harlachically forbidden, and that's what our Gemara uh, presents over here uh, in uh, in this brand new eleventh parak. Uh, again, with those four introductions of the uh, of the Meiri to our uh, to our parak over here, uh, and as we uh, as we make our way once again through uh, the uh, the end over here of Meseches Yavamos, all of these uh, complex conversations with regards to Ibum and Chalitza. That is Meseches Yavamos Daf Tzadi Zayin.